Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. So I know it's only the third day of the year, but uh, we may have we may have the winner of the stupidest thing of 2024. And that and that's only that's only because Dave the Dowser uh, flung his fluid in Florida before 2024, right? Dave Tepper threw his tantrum, I think, before New Year's Day, right? So um, so that would clearly go into the 2023 record books. Um, but it's only the third day of 2024. And when you hear this, I think you will agree, this is the stupidest thing of the year. It, we're going to be hard-pressed. Well, I say that, but it is an election year. So this might not make it through. But I should probably, like pin this on the wall as the stupidest thing and see if anything can top it. All right. So right yesterday, you'll recall, uh, we, we found out that uh, gay is out, not as a fashion statement or, or, or a fashionable thing or anything like that. But uh, the president of Harvard, although I found out today, apparently, that she's still going to be drawn like a $800,000 paycheck from Harvard, which... Like I, I, I'll, I'll take that oppression. Could I be oppressed like that? I would very much like to be oppressed and make eight hundred k a year. I would sacrifice myself. I offer myself as tribute. Um, that's two times, by the way, in two days. I well, I promised I was going to be more charitable this year. Was my resol- one of my resolutions. So I'm offering myself up as tribute, uh, not just for Tepper to throw his drinks on me, um, but also to be oppressed. And make $800,000 a year from Harvard. Um, so there's that. So uh, what am I talking about the stupidest thing of the year? The Associated Press. And this one, this article made its way through, obviously, I mean, I'm assuming there are still editorial controls at the Associated Press. I believe there are. I want to believe there were. Let me say that. I want to. I, no, I don't even know. I prefer. <laughs> I prefer to believe that there are still some editorial controls. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I would very much like there to not be any uh, any editorial controls because that would mean that multiple people saw this and still let it go through, which is would uh, just it's remarkable. So not only do we have two reporters, I think. Hang on a second. Let me make sure there's only two. Oh, I chopped off the bottom of it. Usually, you know, sometimes they'll throw in like uh, Pete Callender, uh in our, you know, Charlotte Bureau contributed to this report. So like you don't get the byline, but at the very end, they'll tack on if anybody else helped them by like tracking down a, a quote or something, whatever. So all I can say, though, right now is that Colin Binkley and Mariah ba- balling it. Colin... Colin Binkley, uh, wait a minute, is this the Babylon Bee? No, okay, no, it's not. This is the Associated Press. Colin Binkley and Mariah bawling it. Or maybe it's bailing it. Bailing it, okay, there's only one L there, so maybe, yeah, bailing it. 
like you would with hay, for example. Um, headline, Harvard president quits, resignation highlights new conservative weapon. Yeah, you know where this is going. Remember, rule number two of Pete's journalisming rule book. Rule number two. When the scandal is about a Republican, the story is the scandal. When the scandal is about a Democrat, the story is the Republican's reaction to that scandal. This is a perfect example, textbook example, maybe even a plagiarized example of rule number two. The downfall of Harvard's president has elevated the threat of unearthing plagiarism, a cardinal sin in academia. Is it well, hang on, is it really? Is it really an is it really a cardinal sin in academia? Because uh Claudine Gay hung on for like three weeks after story after story and example after example after example came forward of her plagiarizing. So I don't really know if it is a cardinal sin any longer. I mean, I think it used to be. But uh, the real the real story here is that the threat of unearthing plagiarism is a possible new weapon in conservative attacks on higher education. Right, the threat of unearthing plagiarism. Well, if there's no plagiarism to unearth, then it wouldn't be a weapon in conservative attacks. So are you saying then that the conservative attacks are somehow unwarranted, even though it is a, quote, cardinal sin in academia, and if somebody had it in their past, they were doing it all over the place. And that's, by the way, one of the things about plagiarism is that when you catch people doing it once, usually they've done it a bunch, um, because they get away with it, and they just keep getting away with it, and there are never any consequences. Claudine Gay's resignation Tuesday followed weeks of mounting accusations that she lifted language from other scholars... Mount, mounting accusation. I don't know. The school itself said that she had copied stuff. Anyway, we'll get to it. The um, allegations surfaced amid backlash over her congressional testimony about anti-Semitism on campus. The plagiarism allegations came not from her academic peers, but her political foes, led by conservatives who sought to oust Gay and put her career under intense scrutiny in hopes of finding a fatal flaw. So in other words, they they did what media usually does to to Republicans, right? Cuz that's that's the way this stuff has traditionally occurred, no? You go through I mean, Limbaugh used to have a, a term for it, right? <laughs> where where the, the media would give the uh an, an invasive probe, let's say. Uh to various Republicans that were running for office. And they would drag out stuff about haircuts and dogs on the tops of cars, binders of women, that sort of thing. Right? They, 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 would, they would just dig deep. Remember George W. Bush and the DUI? Remember that story? Her detractors charged that Gay, who has a Ph.D. in government, was a professor at Harvard and Stanford and headed Harvard's largest division before being promoted, that she got the top job in large part because she is a black woman. 
Well, that was one of the things that, like, people started saying this after she performed so poorly at the congressional hearing, where she gave these mealy-mouth answers about the rise of anti-Semitism on campus, and, and by the way, she, she did come through the ranks of, you know, DEI-infused curriculum. I, I mean, she was promoting this stuff, she used it against people, um, and then she's been in the presidency for six months and what happens uh, after the testimony now people go and they pull some of her work and first off it wasn't very it wasn't a large body of work right so it's not hard to check it that was the first red flag was wait a minute how is this the president she has so so few scholarly uh publications and then they start finding uh that she had you know plagiarized and then that became the story, and, and they just kept hammering away at her, hammering away. The DEI stuff was just, it was a part of it, but, you know, she she's the one who did the bad stuff. And then here we get to the, the rub of it. Christopher Rufo, a conservative activist who helped orchestrate the effort, celebrated her departure as a win in his campaign against elite institutions of higher education. And here it is. Here is the candidate for the stupidest thing of 2024. Quote, On X, formerly known as Twitter, he wrote, quote, Scalped as if gay was a trophy of violence, invoking a gruesome practice taken up by white colonists who sought to eradicate Native Americans. The Zone of Dumbassery. We are in it. We are in it. Apparently scalped is something the white folks did to the indigenous peoples. Did you know that? I always, this is news to me. All right, do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay, so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com veteran owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out uh so the associated press says uh in criticizing christopher rufo who was yes one of the people who helped to promote all of these examples of plagiarism because he's been fighting against this this essentially a religion of wokeism for lack of a better term I mean, they're, I mean, it's Marxism. That's what it is, which is also a religion. Um, but uh, people went by this term woke. They used it as a, uh, a way to describe that they were uh, initially, you know, awake, that they were woke to uh, the way things really were. And then their opponents, now a lot of people on the right, used that term against them because it was so silly. They used it as a form of mockery. 
in that they claim to be woke, yet they've actually blinded themselves. They view everything through a singular prism of oppression, which, of course, that's the Marxist didactic, right? Like, that's the way you look at everything is power dynamics, oppressor and oppressed, and then uh, you put people into the categories in all of their relationships, and that's why Jews in America found out after October 7th um, that, you know, they had they'd cast their lot with a bunch of people that really don't like them. So... This uh, this idea that Christopher Rufo uh, is the cartoonish villain, as he as he called himself in a, one of the responses to this today, that he was being labeled as some sort of cartoonish villain. But he was right. He was right. And the people who were fighting him and claiming that, oh, you're just trying to take her out because she's black. Again, oppressor, oppressed dynamic right there. Not because she plagiarized. Right. That, like there are so many journalists today on social media, journalismers, I should say, that are making excuses for Claudine Gay's plagiarism. It's amazing. And Rufo, an hour ago, went on to social media, went on to Twitter, and he said it's glorious. Academics are defending plagiarism. Journalists are opposing journalism. Newswires attributing the word scalping to white colonists. Everyone focusing on the frame that we set. That is how the game is won. This is um, rules for radicals. It's one of the reasons why the left really hates Christopher Rufo, and they really hate James O'Keefe, is because they employ Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals against the left. Because what rule number four, Saul Alinsky's rule number four, was to hold people, make organizations abide by their stated principles and standards. Because it's almost always impossible to do so. And his example was the Christian church in attacking the Christian church. But the rule remains the same, right? Which is if you have an organization that claims to be in favor of A, well, then, find any example of them not being in favor of A. And hit them with it. Then there's the other one. Uh, you know, p- uh, pick the target, freeze it, attack it, use mockery as another rule. Some very potent form of, uh, of attack against your fellow humans. So all of these things are being used against this ideology, which is a cancer, not just... In our society, but I mean, it, it, it's got, it's got quote higher education on life support. This AP story, I mean, I it, it's almost like it reads from the Babylon Bee, so uh, boilerplate in their bias. It is really remarkable. I I think I might frame it. Well, I'll get a clean version because I marked this one up. I'm not even. I, I only got through the third paragraph, fourth paragraph. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. I'm just going to give you the high points, or low points as they are. Uh, Jan says, uh, Oh, lovely Pete. I guess this is me naming uh, this AP story as the uh, stupidest thing uh, of 2024. You've just made it a challenge now. The dumbassery will go through the roof now, Pete. Uh, Republicans' new weapon against progressives is personal accountability. Oh, the horror. Yeah. Um, hmm. 
Okay, this is on the uh, cup chucker, David uh, David the Dowser, uh, Tepper. I'll, I'll I will circle back as Jen Pisaki might say, uh, actually would always say. Um, Dennis, I'll read your email on the on uh, David Temper, Tepper the Temper. Ooh, there's another one. Tepper, the, I'm writing all of these down. <laughs> the Temper, like he's a wrestler, you know, that doesn't actually fight. He just. He just, like, throws a cup of water at somebody and then runs out of the stadium. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was listening to, you know, our uh, sister station is WFNZ, Kyle Bailey. I was driving home yesterday, and I heard uh, part of him. I did not know this, but he worked as a bouncer at a bar. And I did not know that. I worked at a bouncer at a, as a, uh, yeah, as a bouncer at a bar. I did, too. We have so much in common. Um, alrighty, so Christopher Rufo, conservative activist who helped orchestrate uh, the effort. Oh, I actually, hang on a second. I need to get us into the uh, segment properly here. Warning, you're in the zone of dumbassery. There you go. I don't want people to be, you know, trigger warning. Okay. Um, Christopher Rufo wrote that uh, essentially he, he got Claudine Gay's scalp. He says scalped. As if gay was a trophy of violence, invoking a gruesome practice taken up by white colonists who sought to eradicate Native Americans. Like, okay, I'm not sure that you could better capture the dumbassery at the heart of wokeism, DEI, uh, this critical race theory, this critical pedagogy. I'm not sure you could do it better than the Associated Press just did right there. You got a little bit of the 1619 rewrite of history, you know? You've got the, oh my gosh, words are violence. And then, of course, you know, uh, ascribing a practice that was not actually done by the, quote, oppressors, but by the, quote, oppressed, right? So you, you, you see the person, and you see them for their immutable characteristic of their race, and then you ascribe actions to them, which like that's that is kind of racisty, you know. Like that's actually the definition of it, where you ascribe these characteristics to people based only on their race, believing one is superior or inferior based only on that quality. And here we have the AP doing it. I've not seen any retraction or correction so far. Now maybe they will. Um, but what's what's really disturbing is that this thing, I assume, went through multiple levels of editorial control, which means people read this and they're like, yeah, nailed it. Tomorrow, we get back to the fight, Rufo said on X, describing a, quote, playbook against institutions deemed too liberal by conservatives. His latest, it's not too liberal. See, this is the conflation of liberal with progressive, liberal with leftist. These are not the same terms. His latest target, efforts to promote diversity, equity, and inclusion in education and business. Quote, we must not stop until we have abolished DEI ideology from every institution in America. In another post, he announced a new plagiarism hunting fund, vowing to expose the rot in the Ivy League and restore truth rather than racialist ideology as the highest principle in academic life. Those are his words. And the AP is putting these out there 
as if we're supposed to tut-tut this. Like, oh, how dare he go looking for plagiarists in higher uh, education? What are you afraid of, guys? I, I suspect they might be afraid that a lot of people are going to get burned. Because a lot of people were saying after these allegations were first made against gay that, oh, pshaw, this happens all the time. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then, seems like creating a bounty hunter system might actually yield some results. No? As the figureheads of their universities, presidents often face heightened security, and numerous leaders have been felled by plagiarism scandals. Wait, really? Stanford University's president resigned last year amid findings that he manipulated scientific data in his research. They don't say what race he was, so I'm going to assume he was white. Uh, a president of the University of South Carolina resigned in 2021 after he lifted parts of his speech at a graduation ceremony. Now, I do know that one was white. By the way, no mention not just of their race or gender, but also how they got caught. Isn't that part of the story? I mean, you wrote this whole piece about how uh, they went after Claudine Gay for politics and such. Who went after these people? These other guys that got taken down. Was that the media? So is the, does the media not do that? Well, Chris Rufo is media. See, this is the thing that drives me nuts. When media people pretend that they are not participants in the battle, when they absolutely are. In Gay's case, many academics were troubled with how the plagiarism came to light. Right, because it's, it's about the process, right? It's always about the, right, when it's involving a Democrat, so it's the process. As part of a coordinated campaign to discredit Gay and force her from office, in part because of her involvement in efforts for racial justice on campus. No, that, that, that's not what happened. The, her testimony at the congressional hearing laid bare the lie of this critical theory, laid bare the lie of these DEI programs, because they wouldn't defend kids that were being literally attacked on their campus. It laid bare the lie that there is a double standard, right? Um, to, to, to her resignation came after calls for her ouster from prominent conservatives, including Representative Elise, Elise Stefanik, a Harvard alumna, and Bill Ackman, a billionaire hedge fund manager who has donated millions to Harvard. Wait a minute. Hang on a second. This is a conservative weapon? Wait, this is the right wing going after? Bill Ackman is a liberal Democrat donor. This guy has been funding Democrats and Harvard for years. And today he posted a massive explanation, like a big old letter posted up on Twitter about how, like, basically, I'm sorry I've been funding this stuff. I didn't know it was this bad. And just like I said yesterday, I welcome him. I welcome him and any other people that are actually, dare I say it, waking up. Mm, okay, let's jump over here and get Mitch on the program. Hello, Mitch. Hey, Pete. Hey, what's up? Hey, a little, little setup to my main point. So, George Floyd was the first real exposure the public had to critical theory. And it basically, I'll boil it down to this, there are the oppressed and there are the oppressors. That's what mm -hmm. critical theory says. And critical theory gives the oppressed a heck of a lot of leeway in how they go about the oppressor, and we, or they go after the oppressor. We saw that in George Floyd, and a lot of sat back and said, how far, how many crimes can be made going after the supposed or the, the, the oppressor 
by the oppressed, you know, that we're going to ignore here. How, how far can this go? Well, fast forward to Hamas attacking Israel, and we see it has no limitation. Um, Hamas did awful, awful, unspeakable, inhumane things mm-hmm. in Israel, but they're still getting support, and they're not getting heavily criticized, really, even. Um, so my opinion of this has become there is no bounds on what the supposed oppressed can do against the oppressor in critical race theory. Correct. You are correct. Um, so... It's also this decolonization theory as well. It, and, and it's yeah. well, so it's all through this framework. I mean, we call it critical theory, but it is all it's yeah. all stemming from Marxism, which used classes for the oppressor and oppressed classes. Right. They, right. He, he used economic classes, but it's the same thing. And you can do whatever you want to do when you are doing the revolution, because he, and, and I always say this, the issue is never the issue. You mentioned Hamas. Uh, you got critical race theory, uh, Marxism. The issue is never the issue. The issue is always revolution. All of these different issues are just surrogates. They're proxies for the revolution. Right. A couple of points I'd like to make. One is I really wish we would stop speaking so much about anti-Semitism and it just being anti-humanism, because what Hamas did was anti-human, and the people who support it are anti-human, if you ask me. I don't think we need to boil it down to just uh, them being against Jews. It's against humanity. Yeah, yeah, they they, they didn't, as far as I know, they murdered a whole bunch of people that were not Jews. Yeah, Uh, so I wish we would do that, for one thing. The other thing is, we keep focusing on these Ivy League schools, but really we need to focus closer to home at uh, UNC Chapel Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a critical theory really came out of Chapel Hill, you know, uh, as far as the populist version of it. Um, the other thing I'd like to point out is, they had a rally for Hamas very shortly after all this took place, where a student stood on the steps at the library at Chapel Hill and said, we are all Hamas, and that person did not get chastised. In fact, they got coddled uh, by the powers that be at UNC Chapel Hill. So, I've got the story... Yep, I've got that story in my stack of stuff for today. Yeah. The, the Chancellor actually wrote a letter in which he talked about everybody reacting differently to the violence that took place. I actually wrote him back and said, you know, I, I don't know how there's more than one way to react to this type of violence, but I guess you found different ways to react to what Hamas did. Uh, it was despicable and disgusting, if you're asking me, uh, from the powers that be at UNC. So... Mm-hmm. Two two points. One, what's going on is anti-human. And two, us in North Carolina, we need to focus on UNC Chapel Hill, maybe some other schools in North Carolina, instead of looking up at Harvard and Penn and, and all of those places, because um, UNC did not have any sort of a correct rea- reaction to what t- took place on their campus. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've got the story. I'm planning to get to it today. I appreciate it. It's all very good points. Mitch, I appreciate the call. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Yes, sir. Take care. Um, I just saw this on uh, uh, when I reloaded that AP story. So I've got the early version on it printed out. This is why I print this stuff out. So I printed this out, and now the AP had... Well, let me see if they actually issued... If they explained any correction at the bottom of the article. No. They did not. Uh, they did not identify that any changes had been made. There's no editor's note. So... What originally, let me see if I could do this real quick, what originally said that um, 
Rufo said scalped as if gay was a trophy of violence invoking a gruesome practice taken up by white colonists who sought to eradicate Native Americans. That's not true. Second version is uh, Rufo wrote scalped as if gay was a trophy of violence invoking a gruesome practice taken up by white colonists who sought to eradicate Native Americans and also used by some tribes against their enemies. <laughs> right. So there you go. So it's so it's all the white colonists scalping the indigenous peoples. But there were some tribes against their enemies that would do that sort of thing. 